welcome to the first proper episode of Your Turn to Choose. It's a film podcast where we take it in turns to choose a film, then we talk about it, talk about what we liked, what we didn't like. I'm one of your hosts, Gabriel, and I'm sitting opposite my co-host, Sophie. Hello, you didn't call me glamorous this time. I know, I'm sorry, yeah. Well, I think, <laughs> I don't know, I was trying to think of a different adjective this time, but... There's nothing left. It's just, there's nothing left in the tank. I'm going to have to refresh my memory, maybe look at thesaurus or something. Yeah, that can yeah. be our homework next time. How are you doing? Have you had a good week? I've had a good week, yeah. yeah. Been fun. You got hiccups tonight, but <laughs> we're going to power through. We're going to see how it goes. I'm all yeah. right. I'm a bit full, though. I think I had... We've just had dinner. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm too full to concentrate on this, but it's fine. I'll try. Well, you got to concentrate on a film next, so... <laughs> better... There's a nice blanket on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck up under there and... Yeah. That's well, I mean, talking of the film, um, what film have you picked this week, then? I've picked Fair Play, which is on Netflix right now. Nice. And have we actually done any research about what it's about this week? Because I know we weren't sure this week. We know it's a thriller. Yeah. We know it's got Phoebe Dinosaur and Han Solo. Phoebe Dinosaur, yes. I'm what so else? sorry, Phoebe. What else is there to know about it? Well, you'll be happy to know that I've actually Googled it while you were faffing with the levels on the podcast. Nice. Yeah, it was a bit difficult today. Um, and I've got a synopsis. It's short and sweet. Hit us with it. Fair play. An unexpected promotion at a cutthroat hedge fund pushes a newly engaged couple's relationship to the brink. It sounds tasty, it sounds juicy, and I mean, as also an engaged couple, me and you, I hope watching this doesn't push us to the brink. Is it going to reveal quite a lot about us, do you think, or about any couple, engaged or otherwise, probably? It might do. Some unhappy truths. God, Some we better strap truths. in. Um, I'm pretty confident I'm going to like this. It's got good people in it. I think it's going to be a bit like Industry, which is a BBC show that we really like. Yes! It's going to be about banking and, you know, bad banking people doing bad stuff, which is always fun. But on the other hand, I feel like Netflix films are kind of notoriously a little bit rubbish. I feel like they haven't really got the best reputation or the best kind of productions. But But their TV shows are good, so... Yeah, the TV shows are good, but it's always the films that I feel like... Yeah. People feel like let the side down a little bit, but this one's got a good score on Rotten Tomatoes. So I think they're just finding their feet with films. Let's not prejudge them. They've put out quite a few by now. But they've got Phoebe Dinosaur now. Yeah, true. Well, we'll see what it's like. I'm very much looking forward to watching it. Um, Thank you for picking it. So yeah, we got our pajamas on. It's (laughs) nine p.m. on a Tuesday. Let's give a watch to Fair Play. Yes, I'm so ready. And just a little warning, we're going to come back, talk about the film, and we're going to be talking about all parts of the film. So full spoilers for all of Fair Play ahead. See you on the other side. See you there. We're back. We've watched Fair Play. A lot of spoilers ahead. It was pretty good, wasn't it? Yeah, I liked it. It was slightly unexpected. Can you see what the hype was about? Um, I, I don't know if it was maybe overhyped. Like, I enjoyed it. It wasn't, it wasn't earth-shattering, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. It kind of felt quite retro to me. It reminded me of some 90s thrillers that I feel like I've watched that I couldn't really remember the name of. There's one that I googled today called Pacific Heights with Michael Keaton. Haven't seen film. it. 
kind of ended in quite a similar way, like a tense room scene where they're stabbing, similar vibe. Obviously, we didn't get an actual death scene in this, but... I mean, not to skip to the end. No death scene, but I think the ending was ambiguous. I mean, we can go straight to the end. Let's talk about it. I, if Yeah, who needs a chronological order in a podcast? I think, it's, I think it's good to start at the end sometimes, because, you know, it's probably the most exciting bit. Yeah, it was exciting. I thought it was ambiguous. You did not. Obviously, spoilers ahead for everyone. She gets a knife, she inflicts some damage, and then there's an ominous ending of a knife dropping on the floor. There was a little indicator that some time had passed. There'd been maybe a blacking out, a crazy moment of murder that we didn't see, and maybe extrapolating. I don't know. I mean, because the final thing she said to him was, get out, wasn't it? I'm done with you. Maybe she wasn't quite Um, done. Well, maybe she was done, but, you know, done meant she was going to off him, I suppose. I yeah, know. he served no more purpose, right? No. Let's go back to the beginning. What What did you think of the characters at first? I thought it was a cool beginning. It was like uh, Donna Summer, wasn't it? Introing it. Love to love you, baby. Nice little sexy start. Really good. Will we get copyright for that? Probably not, no. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to pay for that one. Yeah, and I liked that. that was it was good. an interesting choice because I feel like the rest of the music was quite industry-ish. Like, we thought the film was going to be quite industry-ish and the music was just quite tense and moody and yeah. urban-y kind of sound. Yeah. Um, so it's quite a bold choice. But it, it was worked. good. It was good. It set a tone, right? The start, opening few scenes, they were young, they were having fun. It was a little bit wild. They were living the dream in New York City. It fitted. It then just very quickly took a turn for the worse. Well, yeah, I mean, let's talk about the, the bathroom scene, um, which happens about five minutes in. Yes. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. Pretty wild. I thought it was going to be... I thought it was being really clever here, right? Uh-huh. I thought it was going to be a real precursor to... A murder happening at the end because there's blood everywhere. They were together. I was like, okay, that's ah, going to be a little foreshadowing yeah. for a murder happening. Obviously, it didn't happen in the end, so it's a bit of a bit of a twist. But um, interesting. I mean, yeah. it was a bad proposal. Let's be honest. It was not going to end well proposing in that situation. It just seems a bit out of the blue, didn't it? It you did. Know? Like we don't know yeah. how long they were together, but it, mm. it felt a bit out of the blue but interesting that you mentioned what you thought about the bathroom scene at the start with the blood potentially setting up for a bloody murderous ending i thought there was a real parallel with the bathroom scene at the end Mm. they've gone through all of that and again they're having sex in the bathroom but then obviously it takes a turn for the worse yeah that's a good point it was a real parallel and there wasn't actually blood at the end but she was obviously pretty bashed up by the experience yeah it was. It was a real parallel. Even though at the beginning it was obviously all happy days and didn't seem like it was going to go down a bad path at first, but it was, yeah, got pretty real pretty quickly. What do you think of the performances? What did you think Phoebe Dinosaur was like? What do you think Han Solo was like? I was going to talk about Phoebe first, but actually I want to talk about Han Solo. Mm. Sorry, I can't remember his name. Alden Ehrenreich. That's the one. Name. Great yeah. guy. I thought it was a really good performance. I thought that... I don't know if it was intentional. I assume it was intentional. You really went through waves of rooting for him, empathising with him, thinking he was incredibly awful and misogynistic in the way he spoke to her as well. You went through all the waves with him, which was really good. Yeah, and I think, you know, at times you thought he was quite tragic as well. He was quite a sad character. 
you know, you were definitely led to feel sympathy for him at some points, and then he always let you down. Yeah. Just as you were feeling sorry for him. Just as he let people down in the business, it seemed. He wasn't entirely up to scratch by the sounds of it. No. Pretty crap at his job. I mean... I think the actor did a great job of looking suitably deranged at the right moment. Did you get that? He I looked did. Wild. I did. Yeah, he, yeah, it was, it was kind of scary. It was scary. Um, you said you thought he looked a bit like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. Yeah, like a... if they do a remake of The Shining, they know who to cast. He looked yeah. wild in his eyes. He looked mad. Especially in those moments when she'd walk in and he'd just be sat there on his own. Yeah. Kind of half-shaded. Yeah. He's looking a little bit creepy. Yeah. He'd be quite a good villain in something, for sure. Yeah, he definitely would be up to that. No, mm. I thought he was great. What mm. did you think of Phoebe? I thought she was really good. I do think you have a look of her. I think you two have a little look of each other, <laughs> for sure. This has been said before. I don't know. I kind. think you do, definitely. Albeit she is a lot more ginger than you. It's particularly in this film. She's super ginger. Yeah. But I thought she was really good. Very, very good. I thought they are both very strong in the scenes when they were fighting particularly yeah and i know that's a kind of quite typical thing you know time for actors to really show off their chops in these scenes when they're basically screaming at each other and having a go at each other but even so i thought they were pretty convincing and there was one thing though i I don't really buy that she's ever been super drunk like when she came in to see him and she was super drunk she's been out to the nightclub the strip club I wasn't super convinced about her little drunken face. But apart from that, I thought she was great. That's interesting. What's to say that's not her drunken face? I do find, like, if you look at your friends, what they look like and behave like drunk, there's such a spectrum. Yeah. Drunk you is nothing like that. I don't think drunk me is anything like that. But maybe that is Phoebe. I guess going back to the characters, he gave us both a pretty bad vibe pretty quickly, didn't he? Yeah. There are obviously a few kind of sexy scenes, but most of them were scuppered by his kind of creepy behaviour and being a bit kind of icky. But even that moment when they got out of the shower and he said to her, I need to piss on my tree, you're my tree. Oh yeah, that was awful. I mean, yeah, probably (laughs) just one of the worst things I've ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a break-upable offence. She's not a freaking tree. Yeah, and I think from that point, like I say, he kind, of, he kind of laced in the creepy moments pretty well. And I thought it'd be quite like a slow descent from him, you know, into kind of being a bad guy and being quite unpleasant. He was a bit more interesting than that because he was really nice when he found out about the job. He was like, he was actually like fairly supportive. You know, we kind of liked him in that moment. If we take it to be genuine. yeah. It seemed it in the moment. It might not have been. But then it kind of was just, like we said, it was kind of ups and downs. It was like you rooted for him, you hated him. And it really fed into the whole kind of, I guess, like tone and themes of the film, really. And I think, like you're saying, that about the news of her getting the promotion, that he was like genuinely like happy and pleased for her. He might have felt that in some way, but like the character probably had very mixed emotions on that, right? It isn't uncommon in like today's society for men to have an issue with their partners earning more money. That is a commonly known phenomenon. Still happens a lot. Still happens a lot. And like, Mm. it shows just how quickly that can impact a relationship if the man is not okay with it. Yeah, well, because I suppose that was the kind of point of the whole film, wasn't it, really? Was kind of exploring those like gender dynamics. What I found quite interesting, though, was while we watched it, was kind of thinking... What if it was the other way around? Like, what if we were watching him if he had got this promotion? Her maybe feeling a bit in- more insecure and things. W- would it have actually worked in, in that dynamic? I don't would think it have been so. Believable? I don't think no. there would have been a film there. 
No. No, because... Even though they were kind of at a similar level at the company, they both had a shot at getting this job. Yeah, but she you thought it, it was going to be him, yeah. and she was she was okay with that. And in that situation, she wanted their relationship to be public, she seemed genuinely happy for him. That would have been exactly what he wanted. He was getting way carried away, excited at the thought of it, and what it meant for them as a couple before it even happened. Like, I don't think there would have been a film. I think, yes, she'd have wanted to catch up, but I, I don't think she would have had that dissent that he had. Well, I, so I definitely don't think she would have basically gone off her rocker as much as he did and come into the office and kick off and all the rest of it. You know, there might, there might have been a bit of tension, I guess, but I suppose it was to kind of show his immaturity and his entitlement, I suppose, was the big factor in that. He just really couldn't handle that she got the promotion. I mean, let's talk a bit about The Office because I feel like the worky bits definitely had a strong feel of industry and were really fairly influenced by it. Just in the fact that there was a lot of lingo being chucked around that I just didn't understand. I love that. But I still found it really exciting. Still found it pretty thrilling It sounds good, doesn't it? It does. And, you know, even if you don't fully get what's going on, it's still like there's, there's something big happening. There's something big going down. I think with every episode of Industry we watch and that film, I think we're learning a little bit more. I think we could be... In a hedge fund. Do you reckon? Another series and we'll be set. <laughs> we'll be pure experts. Yeah. Yeah, bring back Industry Series 3. And then, then, then we'll make all the money we could possibly dream of, you know? Yeah. We'll be making 575,000 or something bonuses. I guess it did feel like Industry, but it was kind of like, it felt a lot more of a boys club than Industry did. Yeah. And they really played up that element. She was basically the only woman that you saw kind of up until... He left and her new analyst came. You didn't even hear from the new analyst at all. Yeah. So that was quite interesting. They used a horrible little chat thing, didn't they? Little chat box thing. Really annoying ping every time. I wouldn't want to be in that office, I don't think, hearing that every day. No, it was pretty loud and buzzy, though. I think you get used to it. I've just written a note here saying Eddie Marzan, nothing else. Uh, He was the guy that played Campbell. Oh, yeah, you got very excited by that. He's just great in everything. He's so good. He was the kind of guy where I looked through his filmography after we watched it Mm. and was kind of like, he hasn't really had major parts in many things at all, but he's just great in everything he pops up in. He He was pretty good in this. Pretty convincing American accent, I thought. And just pure evil. Just pure kind of banker, banker badness. Yeah, he was awful. Um, which was kind of what we were looking for. His line, what was it? Stupid dumb bitch. Yeah, the dumb, dumb effing bee. Something like that. Yeah, awful. Angry what, what, little man. Let's talk about that moment, because what what feelings were you feeling at that moment? What feelings were... I mean, it was outrageous. I mean, I wasn't surprised, though, because, like, I do think that that obviously happens mm. in that workplace. Yeah. I mean, it's outrageous. I was horrified. I was disgusted. It was pretty shocking. It was shocking in a way that I feel like if it had been in a film in the 80s or 90s, it obviously wouldn't have been as shocking. But it was just... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I'm sure if you go back and watch films, there'll be moments and, like, uses of that word. It's how it's said, though, isn't it? It is, and I just feel like it was kind of doubly shocking because you might maybe expect it in that world, but it it was just so kind of... just so brutal and so harsh, you know? I know, but there's so many, like, workplace rules that just don't apply somewhere like that. Mm. And that would become normalised in that workplace. Like, it was shocking. She was obviously shocked, but she just took it. I mean, she fixed the problem. She proved she wasn't a stupid effing bitch or whatever he called her. Mm -hmm. And she got, like you say, that nice hefty commission check. 
pretty good. Nearly 600 grand. Yeah, like, yeah. Would you take 600 grand for being called a dumb effing bee? I think I would. <laughs> I'd be like, say it again. Give me another check. <laughs> Give me another check. <laughs> Stacking them up. Yeah. <laughs> Sad, but it's true. And then as soon as you leave, you can take them to a tribunal. There Perfect. you go. Gave him more cash. I think I'd just jet off to a private island and not even think about them again. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the best. Yeah, going back to the Han Solo character. Mm. I wish I really remember what this character's called. It was Emily Luke. and Emily Luke. Emily and Luke. That was it, Luke. Luke Puke. Kept asking if Campbell touched her, as if that was the only way she could have got the job. And she, you know, he was obviously... It got it so much into his head, he was so convinced about it, and that was what kind of set off the whole fight in the bar at the engagement party, wasn't it? Yeah. Really weird thing as well about him not telling his family about the engagement. What was what was that about, do you think? I don't know what that was about, actually. Um, it didn't really dive into that much. I almost wonder if we assume he'd meant to propose when he did. He had a ring fall out of his pocket. He reckoned he'd bought it for that moment, but like it was sort of thrust upon him that the moment he didn't select the moment mm. maybe he wasn't actually ready and he proposed before he was maybe he was the alternative being that he was just a bit embarrassed that he didn't get the job and he felt inferior and he kind of wasn't ready to have that kind of celebratory conversation mm. After the crappy news where he felt inadequate? Yeah, I mean, it kind of just felt like another thing to chuck into his weird cocktail of bad vibes, basically, didn't it? It was just... Yeah. He he just... It was just another thing to show that he just, you know, was making bad decisions and just wasn't a very nice kind of supportive guy in reality underneath all the kind of protests. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he obviously got on with his family. It wasn't like he was a stranger or anything like that. But yeah, he obviously didn't think it was important in that moment. Not great. What did you think of the use of sound effects? Because I really enjoyed it. The way the kind of dinging and pinging of the phones like merged into the soundtrack and stuff. Mm -hmm. I just thought the soundtrack was really cool. Really good at like building the tension, particularly like as the film went on, towards leading up to like the final scene and stuff. It was great. Like I said, I think the only two like songs that were used in it were the ones that were like over the opening and closing credits. Yeah. Apart from that, it was just kind of either silence or like tense music. And I can't remember the closing song, but it was in a similar vein to the opening song, a bit more retro. I, I don't think I thought as much about the soundtrack as you, but I guess <laughs> that's a sign that maybe it was very effective and it didn't stick out in a way that felt jarring to me. Blended in pretty well. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Like you're saying it built tension and all that stuff. Like obviously it was billed as a thriller. I did kind of feel throughout like, Yes, there were tense moments. It felt like a simmering sort of thriller up mm. until the last scene got a little bit crazy, which I really enjoyed. But it felt like it was, say, a simmering thriller for quite a while, low level. It didn't really amp up and get over thrillery. Mm. What do you think? I think you yeah. disagree. No, I, I agree. I think it. I think it was a thriller, but it was, like you said, it was quite a clever, kind of subtle thriller. It was just, it made you really invest in, like, their relationship and all the little kind of ups and downs and the kind of little injustices and the little looks. Yeah. I mean, like, we commented that he, we kept noticing his kind of little aggrieved looks almost, almost to the camera, but kind of looking to the side of the camera, which was quite funny once you noticed it, because he just kept looking pissed off, basically. Yeah. But yeah, no, it just really kind of steadily built attention, and I I quite like that about it that it wasn't, it didn't kind of get ridiculous at the end. It didn't kind of get stupid. It just like, you know, I think it was building and maybe making you think that one of them was going to kill each other, yeah. particularly when she picked up the knife and yeah. stuff. 
But the fact it didn't go there and didn't become like super unbelievable yeah. was was a good move. I yeah. Think. Because a lot of thrillers I feel like these days are quite tempted to go down that route. Just go a bit over the top and unbelievable. Yeah, because I think, like you say, if it was getting a bit OTT, a little bit crazy, it kind of cheapens it. And like mm. all of that hard work on the like slow building of tension and like really drawing interest with the characters and mm. their like details of their their lives and their workings and how they work together. You kind of lose all of that once it just becomes a bit wild. So yeah, yeah. and it kind of cheapens it, like you say. And I think you know the main point of it seemed to be focusing on these themes and making you kind of think about the themes and people's attitudes and stuff after watching the film. If you just ended it with a massive punch up and someone getting killed it would have like cheapened it for sure the other thing i wrote down was one of the final shots in the film kind of really looked like the principal skinner pathetic meme do you know this meme (laughs) you know you know the meme so he's i can't remember what scene it is from the simpsons but he's like standing over bart or someone looking down what's the pathetic Ah, (laughs) just google like principal skinner i'm i'm literally doing that right now Oh yeah, and, and, and when you she thought was, she was Skinner. When she was like standing over him with the knife and like looking down at him with her <laughs> eyes shaded, it was like pathetic. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, <laughs> I think she thought exactly that and he was a bit pathetic. Yeah, he was. Um, especially when he actually started like really whimpering. Well, yeah, she kind of made it though, didn't she? Yeah, she did. But like at first I think it was like, oh yeah, I'll do it because she's making me. And then he actually, I think, genuinely was like I, mm. I, I kind of believed it then he wasn't doing it because she said so he genuinely felt like that small and just kind of crumbled totally and I, can't, I, I really enjoyed the justice of that because he basically wanted to just jet off to San Francisco go and work for his brother's firm or whatever you know basically not think about her anymore not think about the job or New York or anything was kind of a bit smug about it when she came in and he was just sat there and obviously packed all his bags and stuff and so the fact that she kind of made him confront the things he'd done and, you know, the way he'd really tried to mess things up and had obviously raped her and all the rest of it, you know, really just felt like good justice, like felt like, he, you know, it was kind of earned. But yeah, really interesting scene, like it'd be a good one to watch again. Yeah, I agree. And like, we've talked a lot about how we felt about like him as a character whether we liked him, didn't like him, rooted for him, thought he was pathetic. We mm. haven't talked much about how we felt about her. Why is that? I suppose he his character was more, not more divisive, but more, like, more hateable, basically. You know, she did do things that were annoying or a bit kind of, you know, made you not like her. But in general, I think she was obviously the far more, like, sympathetic character. And obviously definitely the protagonist because the camera followed her the most and she was in the most scenes and all the rest of it. But in terms of the way she acted, I mean, what 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 do you think? Do you think she made some wrong moves? I mean, I think she made some wrong moves, but for the most part, she was in the right. And I think it's interesting that we we haven't, yeah, reflected on her as a character yet and, like, what her faults were. Like, I'm sure in most relationships, everyone has moments of doing stuff wrong, doing stuff right, like... She wasn't perfect. That night she went out and was in the strip club. That wasn't great. Like, she was very much doing it for the women and Mm. breaking the glass ceiling in the office, but then didn't hesitate to actually spend the most money 
on the strippers in the mm. strip club and degrade women there. Yeah. I mean, you could say, you know, it's their job. That's fine. But, like, she didn't need to do that. She, she didn't do that for her own enjoyment, I don't think. No, I mean, she, you know... It wasn't great. She just got wrapped up in the whole kind of boys' club feel, didn't she? Yeah, but it wasn't a great move. She so quickly, <laughs> like, turned to doing that as well. Yeah. She was she was pretty harsh at times, pretty cutting to him during some of their fights and stuff like that. But she was, like you say, I think in terms of the big moves she made, she was potentially a little weak at times, you know, taking Ooh, advice. you're saying what he said. It's, it's arguable. You know, she... It wasn't weak, I suppose. I'm it was not more, sure. I would call it weak, so I'm interested No, I guess, that. you know, maybe she was just trying to be supportive to him. What moment came off as weak? Because, like, for example, when he was really pushing her to do that sort of deal and she pushed back and said no like do the analysis and he really pushed it and really pushed it like I guess that was a small moment of weakness or you could call it a moment of like trust and like bravery and belief in him like Mm. if it had worked out it wouldn't have been weak at all no if if it was the right move but maybe I suppose if she was the expert analyst she was kind of made out to be you know wouldn't she have realized that it was maybe a risky move or but you have to rely on your team to some degree mm. that's why they have a team that's how they progress like by the analysts lower down making good calls and getting noticed that's how they progress so like yeah. okay well i suppose maybe we've already talked about her big moment of weakness which was the kind of strip club scene was her kind of pandering to those kind of norms not kind of pushing against them at all and just kind of giving into it a bit And also just like kind of what he said. I mean, I think he did push it too far because it was obviously helping her career and stuff. But his little comment about her basically jumping any time this guy Campbell asked for a phone call or a meeting or whatever, even in the middle of the night. Yeah. You know, maybe that showed a little bit of weakness as well. Would the other guys have done it? I don't know. It's hard to say. But, you know, maybe in that one instance, he did have a little bit of a point. I agree. I think that that was an interesting insight. And I think because we can't compare to the others in her like rank it's really hard to say and I agree with your point like you said about the strip club although I then flip that on its head and kind of think it's actually really difficult to be the only female in that situation she's done Mm. so well to get there should all of the like all of the pressure on her for turning around that culture be on her probably not actually that's a lot so maybe like we should be more understanding yeah and it worked for her in the moment you know, to kind of fit in with it. So, but yeah, really interesting film. Yeah. Yeah. Lively debate. Yeah, it was That's good. What we like. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What would you give out of five if you had to give it a rating? Five? I thought we were going to be doing ten. Is that because like films are like five stars? No, I mean, you can do it out of ten. No, yeah, no, no. No, ten works. I mean, you know, it's just double five, basically. <laughs> no, I was thinking about five. <laughs> I think, I mean, I'll probably go for a point. No, I won't. I will go for a healthy four, I think. Hmm. I think that feels fair. Yeah. What about you? I'd give it three and a half, maybe. Oh, I toyed with three that. Three and a half to four. I did toy with I that. I did enjoy it. I really enjoyed it. And I thought, like I said, I'm glad the end wasn't kind of super melodramatic. Maybe it could have been a tad more melodramatic. And maybe it could have leaned even more heavily into some of the themes. But, you know, I thought it was thought-provoking. I thought the acting was really good. Sort of cin- cin- cinematography was really cool. Made New York look like a pretty cool place to live. Yeah, I, I definitely think it was thought-provoking. Maybe too thought-provoking because I had a nightmare last night. <laughs> yeah, you did, yeah. <laughs> Where I uh, stabbed someone with a knife, <sighs> I so... Just, I mean, <laughs> I'm just glad it wasn't me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to our chat about Fair Play. Yeah. Um, should we get on to next week, then? Should we t- chat a little bit about next week? 
I think oh, actually, we before that, we should probably say if you've watched Fair Play and you enjoyed it and you wanted to talk about it, email us at all about it. Please email in to your turn to choose at gmail.com. That's any the one. Or anything else. Or any suggestions for like future weeks. It's all welcome. So it's my turn. My it turn is to choose. Your turn my to choose. My turn to choose. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you want to give me a drum roll? Uh, drum roll. What's it going to be? So my first choice is a film called yeah. The Green Knight. The Green Knight. The Green Knight, which is a film I've seen before a couple of years ago. Really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Thought it was really interesting. Quite weird. Great. Quite thought-provoking. Based on a medieval poem that I studied when I was at school. Oh, bloody loved it. Better study up then. Looking forward to it. Are you excited by that idea? <laughs> Somewhat. I mean, don't, you know, don't, don't get too overwhelmed by it. I, I don't think I'm overwhelmed with excitement, that's for sure. Well, I'm, I'm open-minded. Okay. I'm open-minded. Cool. You've definitely told me about this film before, and I'm trying to remember what you indicated. I have a feeling that you were like, I really enjoyed it, but I'm not sure you will. Mm. So thanks for picking it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's for everyone, but it's definitely one that is going to be good to chat about because it's it's interesting, it's quite different, it's quite surreal. So let's just see what you think, see what you get out of it. And if that's nothing, that's fine. Well, well, uh, thanks for joining us. Thank you. We've been Gabriel and Sophie and looking forward to going back to the Middle Ages next week with The Green Knight. Can't wait. See you then. See you. See you.